it's the holiday season. Imagine all the gifts that are being exchanged throughout the holidays. If you think about it, what is one greatest gift that you can give your loved ones? Especially since the last three years, we've experienced so much loss during the pandemic. Some have lost loved ones. Some may still be alive, but have lost parts of their health is no longer functioning the way it used to. My guest today is here to talk to us about one of the greatest gifts that you can give your loved ones, which is the gift of health. The science and the mechanisms that you will be talking about will explain to you exactly how that happens. Thank you for listening. My guest today, Darlene Green, she is a consultant for GHKCU, Comopeptides Stem Cell Research, and she's here to talk to us about how this technology can help us improve our health which then translates to improving everything else that we struggle with when it comes to both our professional and personal lives. And before I go any further, please help me welcome her to the show. Hi, darling. Hi, Roberta. It's so nice to be with you tonight. Thank you for being here. I'm glad you are welcome. And because I'm excited about what we're going to be teaching us today. But before we get into that, please introduce yourself. Sure. So I am a retired United States Navy commander. I did 20 years in the service. I had three commanding officer tours. The last one was over 1,200 people. I rolled out of the Navy and went into network technology and uh, was in charge of architects, engineers, and project managers. I rolled from there into software, was a vice president for McAfee. From there, I went into uh, becoming a dean of a boarding school and uh, from there went back into network technology and from there into health technology. So the Navy sort of set me up with leadership skills as your previous guest talked about and communication skills that served me very well in any of the industries that I wanted to go work in. No, I'm saying it's funny you mentioned my previous guest because the biggest joke of that episode was he was told when he tried to get into corporate that there's no leadership in the military. <laughs> I heard that and it, it just hurt my soul that anybody would even think that because the leadership is in every part of our DNA in the military. And it's interesting that outside of the military, I have struggled to find it. Now, I know I've been in technology and I think technology leadership is even harder to find than maybe other industries and communications. In fact, I was mentioning to you that I did a keynote speech on leadership and communications at the Pacific Northwest Software Quality Conference because I was explaining to them how critical it was and what a difference it could make to their, not just their performance as a team, but their overarching success and bottom line. It certainly does bring some more success because when everybody feels involved and included, they bring their ideas to the table, the best way to do something, the most efficient way to solve the problem. Because now that we live in the era of technology instead of when we were growing up and only the boss knew the answers. It's, it's very different nowadays. You're absolutely right. And I think people forget that it really is, you know, both leadership and communication that enables people to leverage those technology skills to make that bigger difference and to reduce frustration throughout the team, right? Even just liberating that leader in each and every one of us so that the team is working and engaged I mean, it's sort of shocking when you think about eight out of 10 workers are completely disengaged. And that is, I think, one of the biggest things that leaders have to face and to take care of and try to resolve. 
especially nowadays with so many other options, you do want your team to be engaged so that you retain good talent. You can't afford to lose them. Right. In fact, I think I read one place that after one person leaves, that team does not reach that same productivity level even after a year. And it costs the company one year of that person's salary for that one attrite. Oh, my word. It's huge cost indeed. And then how did you move from a Navy background to technology? So it's interesting. When I was getting out of the Navy, you know, I met with the person that was helping craft my resume and they were very adamant that I needed to pick an industry. You know, what industry do you want to work in? And I said, well, I've just been overseeing a medical department, a dental department, an engineering department, um, an administrative department, a training department, you know, just a ton of different departments. So really, I would be happy in any of these fields. I've overseen a lot of them, including a technology department. No, no, you have to pick an industry. <laughs> and I said, pick one, well, darling. why do I have to pick an industry? And I, I didn't feel like I had to pick an industry. I enjoyed one of the things the Navy did for me is, you know, every year or every other year, I was in a new job. And I would say the first 10 years of that, I would think, oh, my goodness, do I know what I'm doing? I don't even know the language of this group of people and I'm in charge of them. But over time, you know, I, I figure it out. We work together as long as you're helping the team and you're you're relying and you're listening uh, with key communication, right? You're really paying attention and you're taking care of your people. They'll take care of you. And at some point in time, I realized I've got this, whatever this is. And, and when this particular technology leader wanted to put a leader into the job, I said, well, you need to understand, like my understanding of technology is limited. When I say limited, like I didn't know the difference between a router and a switch or, or any of these things. He said, I can teach you that stuff. I can't teach somebody the leadership skills that you bring with you. I just happened to land there right out of my first job. And, and it was interesting because they did need a leader. The things that they were lacking in were things like they didn't have any appreciation. They were not being recognized. They didn't have job titles. They had no training platform. Uh, they were kind of getting beat up by the customer. There were all of these things. They had no voice. There were all of these things that some leader that cared about these human beings should have been taken care of and weren't taken care of. And they needed a voice on their behalf. And so I had an opportunity to step in and really kind of help them out, which of course, then they did even better than they ever had before. And which ended up being great for both the customer and our company. And it, it worked out really well. And I, I really did enjoy uh, the people. It's funny because when I left the Navy, I thought I'm going into an industry with more women. <laughs> <laughs> with more women. Um, that network technology world was completely surrounded by mostly men. And then when I went into the software side of the house at McAfee, again, mostly all men, right? So my first step into like really being surrounded by women was when I was the dean of Culver Girls Academy and I uh, had an opportunity to be surrounded by women there. But it just was happen chance that of all the industries that I was kind of throwing my resume out, that was somebody who recognized that they really needed leadership and appreciated my resume and what it brought to the table. Please speak on these two things. The first one is that you thought, I don't know what I'm doing. I've never been in this particular job or industry because I had okay. a guest who trains leaders and he says, they say, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> you know, and that's the fear. And yet you did step into that. Yeah, the Navy, you kind of sink or swim, right? They throw you in and you have to figure it out. I remember my first commanding officer position really being frightened and trying to read the manuals and read the words. The acronyms in the, in the military are so 
amazing. And, but, you know, I relied on my senior leadership. I asked them what they wanted to see happen. I listened, I watched, I paid attention for a long period of time. And at some point I realized I was succeeding in every, every place I went. Honestly, as a woman, I felt like I started at a negative 10 with everyone. I worked my way up to zero and then I worked my way to number one slot uh, in the rankings, but it was always challenging. And I would say until maybe year 12 in the Navy. And it was just kind of continuing to try these new things, getting in these new jobs, recognizing that I figured it out over and over again. Funny story for you, Roberta, for all of the people who never applied to a job because they think they don't match all the criteria. When I was interviewing for the position as a, a vice president at McAfee, I didn't have the job description. Somebody said, send us your resume. You'd be perfect for this job. And I want you to interview with the CIO. And I'm like, okay, well, where's the job? I'm looking all over for the job description. I'm not finding it. I get a call from HR and they, the lady says, so do you have 15 years of architectural engineering? And I said, <laughs> no, you're not. Oh, do you have SAS or CRM background? I'm like, I don't even know what these words are. I didn't tell her that, but no. She asked me seven questions and all seven questions I answered no to. Like I met none of the requirements. And then she said, well, I see you're living in Arizona. Would you be moving to Plano, Texas or Santa Clara, California? And I said, oh, no, no, I'm not moving. My parents have been in Alaska 27 years. They're finally right around the corner for me. I am staying right. <laughs> she said, Darlene, you have a very impressive resume, but I'm sorry to tell you, I just don't see this as a good fit for you. I said, well, I understand that based on what you're saying. This is just not how the job was described to me at all. So two weeks go by and I get a call back from this HR officer and she's not very happy about it, clearly not happy about it. Well, the chief information officer would like to interview you. I said, okay. So I do an interview with the CIO. And at the end of that, he says, do you have any questions for me? And I said, yes, I do. How do you see me as a fit for this job? And he said, you know, I have to tell you, that when I looked at your resume, I wasn't sure, but you come really strongly recommended and everyone that, that knows you said you would be perfect for this job. He said, after talking with you, I realized my issues are not around engineering or architecture at all. My issues are around communication and leadership and customer service and process management and organization and you know attention to detail and all of these things that you bring to the table. I would really like you to continue interviewing. In the end, I did get the job and- wow. uh, he actually was talking about salary range at one point, And he said to me, well, do you know what the salary range is? And I had no idea. And I was making like this. And he said, well, it's between here and here. And it's like way higher than mine. I said with the straightest face, well, the upper end of that would be fine for me. And he said, okay, good. Later, he says, Darlene, I couldn't get you that upper end because it's kind of for cost of living in California and you're in Arizona. It's a little bit less. I said, oh, he, I understand. And he said, for a sign-on raise, like ask for a sign-on bonus. And I said, mm. okay, I won't tell anybody I told you. So we're all in the cone of silence here. Everybody, everybody. I so I'm sitting at lunch with this person at the table and the HR officer and is walking through the contract. This was the same HR person who did not want me to interview at all. To he didn't with. like you. Mm. And I say to her, oh, by the way, I would really like a sign-on bonus. Roberta, she saw Coke out her nose all over the table. Like she started... <laughs> like literally almost hyperventilating. And she's like, Darlene, you know, I know what you make, right? <laughs> you know, and I said, yes. And then he's, she said, well, why do you think you deserve a sign-on bonus? I said, well, it's not about what I'm making now. It's about the other job offer I have. And it comes with a sign-on bonus and it's right in town and I don't even have to travel for it. 
you know, I got the sign-on bonus and the CIO later, it later said I was the best leader he had and that hiring me was the best decision he made. So we ended up doing wow. quite well, even though I literally had no software background at all when I took that job. They had to change the job description to even hire me into the position. Because <laughs> everything um, they checked, you didn't have none of that experience. Every interview I went to, they would look at the job requirement, they'd look at my resume and they'd go, huh? <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. People often limit themselves. I really did know I could do the job. I knew I could do it and I could do it really well. We certainly do. And mostly us women have been accused of that. We always say, it needs a master's. I need to have a PhD. I have a cousin who has a bachelor's and applied for a job that said master's. He still got it. He works in the Netherlands. He's male. And usually males have this idea that I will learn. That's I'll right. go for it. We, right. we want to be overqualified before we even apply. But the second thing I wanted you to touch on was he said, I can teach you the actual technicalities. It's the transferable soft skills and the leadership skills that oh. you have that are of key interest to me. Yeah. And I think that he was particularly insightful for being in the world of technology. If you look at the leadership in technology, they've often grown up in technology as engineers, and they haven't necessarily been mentored on leadership or communication. You know, when I was taking on that first technology job, I had to speak on behalf of our team on what we did that week. Right. I have no idea what we're doing. So they're whiteboarding it for me. They're mapping it out. I'm like, give me the exact words. You know, I can parrot whatever you're saying. And I would speak and I would say, if they ask me one question, I'm turning to you. Pass the buck. So it just kind of happened over time. They would explain to me. I would say the words. We would go through it. And over time, I got it. Certainly not down to the level that they, I don't need to know it down to the level that they know it. I just needed to know how to hear that's an action. My team needs to do something. They're not happy. My team needs to do something. They're very happy. I need to, you know, praise my team. My team's not happy. I need to do something, right? The skills that you need to take care of a team, they were the experts. They needed to stay the experts. And in some ways that served me well, because unlike other technology leaders, which I think you've been in the technology space, right? You are yeah. start solving the problem, right? They just start going deep. Oh, well, we could do this and this and this and this. And I, I can't do that. So I'm just like, but from a process perspective, how did we have this problem happen? And could this be happening in nine other places? And let's look at how we fix the process around this. So I just stayed high enough level to be able to help resolve those kinds of issues because I wasn't technologically savvy. The leadership style is more the bird's eye view versus going deep because it's the team that will go deep. I think for me it was, but I will tell you, there are a lot of great leaders. My current boss, I'm the director of client services at High Tech Networks and Security. He is a great leader, a heart of gold, very caring about his staff and his people. And he's very, very smart technologically. So very savvy. Right. I mean, part of what I needed to be in was a company that, that respected and understood leadership, that appreciated and took care of people. You know, I left the company. The reason I left the company that I went immediately into and then went on to McAfee was because my bosses had changed. I had a new boss who was just solely about profit, didn't care about people, didn't care about mm. anything except the bottom line. And I'm like, no, you know, I grew up in the Navy. I care about people. If you don't care about people, I can't work for you. Our values are not aligned. Right. 
And now let's talk about the technology, not the software technology, but the stem cell technology <laughs> that you currently are an expert in. Please take us through that. How did this journey start? Uh, so this journey started on a sad tale, actually. A few years ago, my husband was diagnosed with Alzheimer's and my husband is a Navy captain, retired 30 years in the Navy. He's landed on an aircraft carrier 1,200 times. When he was diagnosed with Alzheimer's, I did a deep dive research into what could we do, and there were no good options. Uh, everything was all about, well, these new drugs, 50% of people with my husband's APOE44 type, they cause brain bleeds. So that's not an option. Mm. So we looked at all the options and everything pointed to stem cells. So we went out of country to get stem cells uh, four times in a year, every quarter, essentially. And we had them in IV and an injection, hoping for a good results. We didn't see any change at all. You know, we tried all the things you could do from exercise to improving deep sleep to totally revamping the diet and following Dr. Bredesen's protocol. And nothing was making a difference. So we were finally at a place in time where Honestly, Roberta, my husband was just a shell of his former self. He was disengaged. He was falling asleep at seven at night. It was so hard for him to have a conversation that I think he just stopped trying. And part of his personality is to be really funny. Like it is all him. Like if he's not trying to be funny, he's sick or something's really wrong. Like that's just right. who he is. He wasn't even trying to be funny anymore. I also was finally accepting his diagnosis and had fallen into a depression where I was very sad, wanted to cry every day. This is not what I had envisioned for my, my life. He was very young. We're very young and care providing is very hard. I'm dealing with mm. essentially an adult toddler, right? There's a lot, it is a very hard process. So we started on this new technology that activates a copper peptide in your body that is very well studied. It's called GHKCU. And you can Google that in PubMed and you can see Dr. Lauren Picard's uh, many, many double blind placebo controlled studies on it. We'll talk a little bit later about what those benefits are, but by elevating GHKCU, one of the benefits is it activates and elevates your stem cells. What I didn't know is that when you're 30, half of your stem cells are dormant. And when you're 60, they're almost all dormant. So my husband had no real stem cells doing anything for him, but I needed him to have new neuro growth, right? It needs to get in there and fix things. I needed all of that to happen. So we began patching nine months ago. And in the very first week, we had this amazing transformation. First of all, he didn't sleep at all. That three and a half hour nap that he'd been done, doing for a year, it was just gone. He stopped napping. He didn't fall asleep at 7 p.m. in the middle of a show. He was so chatty. Roberta, it was like a dam broke. And he had two years oh. worth of stuff. Like, who are you? Oh, my goodness. He was just da -da 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 -da. But he was not just talking like in word salad. He was making sense. He was replying appropriately. He was replying quickly. He was uh, with it. He was with it. He wasn't asking me the same questions over and over again. Uh, and, you know, in the first week, he was funny and flirty again and back to his original personality. So that was just the beginning. I mean, we, he got deeper sleep. He regained the ability to whistle and drum. And at the five-month mark, he actually regained his ability to smell, which he lost 15 years ago and is actually an early sign of Alzheimer's. 
I had a, a different experience, still pretty amazing. I'd broken my foot, I'd sprained my ankle, I was had completely torn ligament, I had to have surgery. So part of my depression was all of my mechanisms for stress management had flown out the window when I broke my foot. And now I'm having to ask my husband to bring me a glass of water. And, and he's just looking at me like, I don't know what you're saying or how to do that. So it was really upfront and in my face, how declined he actually was at this time. And so I started patching. The first thing it did for me, there's a specific patch called Ice Wave. And this patch, holy cow, it is better than Vicodin, Percocet, morphine, you name it. Nothing worked on my pain at all except this. This just knocked it out immediately. And I thought, I don't even believe that. Like, that's just not even possible. You wear the patches 12 hours on and then 12 hours off, you take it off. And we'll talk about that too. And I took it off that night and crawled in bed. And within 10 minutes, my ankle was just throbbing all over again. So I was like, okay, this is definitely the patches. Other things that happened for me in time, not all in the first week, but I stopped having regular headaches. I stopped having to take a medicine. I've been diagnosed with POTS, which is postural orthostatic tachycardia. You pass out, right. you so low, you stand up and you get blacked out and boom, you're going. So I was having to take a medicine to increase my blood pressure. I no longer have to take that medicine. I no longer uh, have rosacea. I had it all over my forehead. My skin has become super soft. I'm not having to lather it with Cetaphil every night like I used to for years and years and years. I dropped 10 pounds effortlessly after you know hitting 58. I was really struggling to lose weight. And I really no longer am stress eating, which was a thing. I no longer have the body aches from fibromyalgia and chronic fatigue syndrome that I've been diagnosed with. So I had all of these wonderful things happen for me as well. And so I was like, what is this? Like, this is a miracle. Why didn't I know about this? When I did all of this research, where the heck was this? Uh, especially kind of, I was a really salty when I found out that there were over 300 Olympic athletes that were wearing these patches in the 2008 Olympics. Tom Brady, I was just listening to a podcast by Ivory Sully, who said Tom Brady is wearing these patches. Ivory Sully is a five-time NFL Outstanding Special Teams Player of the Year. So I'm like, what? How? Nobody How? ever mentioned them. This is the first time I'm hearing them from you. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I will tell you, Roberta, I'm a very private person. Walking on a podcast, visually telling people that I've had three autoimmune disorders, all of this stuff. This does not come easy to me. Like I posted on Facebook when my daughter graduated from the Naval Academy. And I posted three years later when my other daughter graduated from the Air Force Academy. And that was really it. Like nobody really knew what was going on in Darlene's life. But I was so upset that nobody knows about these. And there are so many people. There are veterans that, that are depressed. When this lifted my depression in just a matter of weeks and I had joy again, I just had this ability to live in gratitude and deal better as a care provider. I was more patient. I was kinder. I was more calm. Part of what happens for your speakers that are doing communications, especially as a living, is they get anxious, have anxiety. Talk about, a, you can put a patch on and just have it completely calm your nervous system in a way that is hard to believe. And there are double blind placebo controlled studies that prove it. Uh, there was one done in 2019 it's SciTech study. You can go to my website and you can actually drill into the study and you can look at all the results by Chevalier. And what this study did was it mapped out on the EEG, what the brain looked like before, three weeks after X39, the stem cell activation patch, and then six weeks later. 
So after just three weeks of wearing this tiny little quarter size patch that has no medicine in it, no stem cells in it, it's just a non-transdermal patch. And I'll talk about how it works in a second. They found the original uh, EEG, which had been red and which indicated hypercoherence and inflammation and PTSD and ADHD and not a good functioning brain. In three weeks, the color maps changed. There was yellows and greens and blues and all of these beautiful colors. And at six weeks, even better. And people reported they were feeling better. They were feeling calmer. They were feeling less depressed. They weren't, their PTSD went away. They, they didn't have to use their ADHD medicine anymore. And what the actual study findings included were, yes, it increased GHKCU, and that has its own set of amazing things that it does. It supported cell and nerve regeneration. I love that for the brain. It balanced the brain. It improved that coherence between the two hemispheres, so the crosstalk and communication. It improved the nervous system. It lowered anxiety. It decreased brain inflammation, and it improved memory and focus and cognitive brain function and task processing ease and speed. So I saw all that happen with my husband in the first week and I felt it in myself. And most people would not think about the fact that maybe your anxiety is a result of inflammation in your brain. I never thought of that. I did talk therapy, I did EMDR, I did a lot of different things when I was diagnosed with PTSD, but never occurred to me to get rid of inflammation in my brain. Unheard of, and I'm not exaggerating when I say that, but it's just, all the stuff that you've talked about and all it takes is a patch darling that's all that's it and let me tell you how it works so you'll you'll get it it's not as hard as you might think first of all light therapy has been around 5000 years if you think about it we know for a lot of years that light has amazing magical powers when we go outside in the sun our body makes vitamin d most people understand that now that we're through the pandemic right you need to get outside right. get that vitamin level up right that is called photobiomodulation. The same thing happens for melanin. Our, our skin changes, right? The melanin increases in our body to protect us with a suntan. That's photobiomodulation. And Roberta, if I looked at you under night vision goggles, you have light inside of you. You know, when we watch in a movie, they have like, they're looking and they see all the little lights. They see the humans inside because they have heat and light inside their bodies. Well, what this patch does is there's a little lattice structure of amino nanocrystals inside that is a very specific lattice structure diagram kind of. And what it's doing is as a mirror, it's reflecting your own light back into you at a very specific wavelength that elevates copper peptide. And so it can be on the back of your neck, under your belly button, it can be on the outside of your sweater for we have a lot of autistic children who can't handle having the patch on their body and it just can be mm. on the outside of sweater or it can be on the inside facing the other direction and it works. I can't even tell you how I was such a skeptic coming into it, but I was so desperate. I would have tried anything. And when they said, this is ultimately going to activate your stem cells by elevating your GHKCU, I was in, I was in, I was like, I'm willing to try anything. I have no good options. So I have a friend with Parkinson's. She has been tremoring since she was five years old. She was the biggest skeptic of all. She's like, I just don't see how a little light like, quarter size patch is going to really make this much difference. She came back to me in three weeks. Her tremors were almost completely gone. And she's like, wow. I want every patch that is made. This is miraculous. All of my family, like my sister's microscopic colitis that she's had six years cleared up in three weeks. My cousin with fibromyalgia, body aches went away. 
a very special relative who had was suicidally depressed, lifted their clouds and they were happy again. And that's the power of copper peptide. There's a whole book on copper peptide. There's this book called How to Reverse Aging by Dr. John Harmon, A Comprehensive Guide to Copper Peptides. And he basically goes and he pulls all the different studies on copper peptide. And he talks about what they do, what those things are. And just some of the things that copper peptides do protects lungs, restores healthy function in people with COPD affected cells. It's an antioxidant and an anti-inflammatory. We talked about some of the brain and nerve things it does, but it's also anti-cancer. So it is, it resets the programmed cell death of human cancer cells from neuroblastoma and leukemia to breast cancer cells, but it doesn't affect the healthy cells. And it inhibits the things that cause cancer like NFKB P65. And then it repairs damaged DNA and it resets 84 genes to growth or cancer inhibition. It does all sorts of wonderful things for the hair. So those of you that are looking at me, you can see I have like three inches of these wily little hairs that are standing straight up because I've had all this hair growth. In fact, my husband, I didn't talk about, my husband has a huge bald spot since I've known him 20 years. It's closing in and his hair is coming in chestnut brown. It was gray. Like, that's amazing. I've never known him to have our chestnut brown hair. It's always been blonde or silver. So uh, GHKCU also improves wound healing, obviously skin. It helps improve fine lines and wrinkles and reduces photo damage. I had this pretty big brown spot on the side of my cheek that's just sort of faded away. And it's really good for the heart. So one of the things it does is it reduces fibrinogen synthesis, which is the top predictor of cardiovascular disease, and it increases myostatin, which inhibits heart failure. And this doctor, Dr. John Harmon, that put this book together, he had a right branch bundle blockage in his heart. There's no cure for that. There's no drug. There's no nothing. There's nothing that can be done. After wearing the patches for 14 months, they went back and scanned it again, and it was gone. And on my website, you can see pictures of people that had lung cancer all the way through their whole chest. They were told you have four to six months to live. Five months later, they did a scan. No cancer throughout their body. And you can get GHKCU through injections. You can get it through injections or creams or this patch. One doctor said she was doing four injections in a person a day and still not getting the level of elevation of GHKCU that this patch offered. You're, you're muted. You're so sweet. I can't hear you. I can keep talking though if you want me to. Um, what I can talk about is the the heart study that was done since we're talking about heart and this uh, Dr. John Harmon. There was a study done by the Center for Biofield Sciences study. And in six weeks, participants saw improvements in their vascular system from head to toe to bottom of feet. But the cardiovascular system in particular, every six weeks, the cardiovascular system started functioning as if it were eight weeks younger. But one of the things that most people experience in about three to six weeks, so we, we don't really see and feel necessarily the work that's being done. Not everybody feels it within a week like I do, like my husband did. It sometimes can take, well, it's the 80% of people takes three to six weeks for them to feel something, but there's about 20% that take months um, that they just don't, they don't feel it, but you can't necessarily feel you know, your genes resetting. In 24 hours, uh, 3,000 to 4,000 genes are reset to a younger, healthier state. But most people report things like rapid pain relief, reduced inflammation, uh, supported wound healing, energy and vitality, uh, mental clarity, uh, improved sports performance, faster recovery from exercise. I've, I feel all of these and improved skin appearance.
then we have we have the fact that maybe some people don't know what stem cells do. So let me just say we've talked about the fact that they decline, but stem cells um, have the ability to be anything in your body. So when you were first born, two cells came together and they basically made you. So they can become your brain or your heart or your liver or your your lungs. Stem cells reduce inflammation and they trigger the death of old bad cells that need to die and go away. And they can become bone or muscle or cartilage or really anything at all. There's a doctor that's a 40-year anesthesiologist, and he says, this is the most significant medical breakthrough in my lifetime. And that at the X39 patch is one of the most amazing products in medicine. And on my website, imreverseaging.com, you can see the patents that had, they had to prove the elevation of the GHKCU. You can see the over 90 clinical studies uh, that you can, you can see the photographs and you can see testimonials of doctors or NFL players, or you can, you can actually spend a whole day uh, researching it. You can also, you can also get the product and it's not expensive. So I spent $10,000 for an IV of stem cells, both my husband, that was $20,000. And we basically spent that about $80,000 in just IV stem cells in a year with no results. And so what we did was uh, found that this one patch, this little $99 patch for, well, it's $99 for a one month supply. So it's like less than a cup of coffee a day that this patch made all the difference in, in a week. So it's really, really, um, amazing in terms of cost. You, it's affordable. And so, so I am reverseaging.com is the place that you can kind of go dive in and get some more information. And uh, you can link out with me um, in LinkedIn. So Darlene Bennett Green, or um, I do have Facebook, but it's probably best if you reach out to me through my website, I am reverseaging.com. And I, I can get anybody that's uh, interested, Roberta, I can actually connect them with a doctor uh, that can talk to them about, you know, what, what's best for me? How do I, do I have, I can make that happen. So anybody that's interested, we can make a special consultation and that can happen. It's been so wonderful to talk with you, Roberta. And I really am so grateful for the opportunity. I'm sorry, we've had a little problem with the voice, but I, I can see you and you're asking me to wrap it. So I'm going to just say thank you to you all. And I hope that if you are uh, interested that you'll reach out. I would love to help you. And I just would say this as a closing thing. There are many diseases that have no hope, that have no opportunity for improvement. And all you see is decline. And I'm not saying my husband is cured of Alzheimer's. I have to be really clear that, that we have to say like weight products are not intended to cure, treat, diagnose, or prevent disease, even if they do. We have to make sure to say that. I, but I do want to say that I got my husband back in a week. And my friend that had Parkinson's got her tremors. I mean, she had to hold her hand to eat. There are quality of life things that can improve for anybody if you activate those stem cells for yourself. There's nothing in the body that stem cells can't help. So if you've given up or you have someone that's given up or you just know someone that needs a little help, energy, deep sleep, anything at all, this makes such a difference. And it's so affordable and reasonable and I know it's hard to believe because it feels magical, but light therapy, uh, people go to infrared saunas, people go do all sorts of light therapy, blue light therapy, red light therapy. It's proven science. Give it a try. I am reverseaging.com. Thank you so much. 
for listening and for Roberta's great hosting. And we appreciate all of you that listen every day. Roberta, you're doing an amazing job out in the world for all the people. I love all your podcasts, the communication, the leadership. You're just really making a difference. And so I thank you for all that you do. Thank you for joining the Speaking and Communicating Podcast once again. The Speaking and Communicating Podcast is part of the B Podcast Network, where there are many other podcasts that support you in being a better leader and becoming the change you want to see. To learn more about the B Podcast Network, go to bpodcastnetwork.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave us a rating and a review on Apple and Spotify, and stay tuned for more episodes to come.